Three Dogs North is an attempt to objectify the subjective with little violence as possible. The following has been torn from its origins in space and time and put entirely at your disposal. I can uh, throw something out of been thinking on that. I, I think it'd go somewhere. Perfect. I like it. I like diving right in there. Mm-hmm. Diving. Yep. Well, for the time, you know. Mm-hmm. I have been, this has been very, I've just thought about it a lot. It's been in, in prayer a lot, but I've been thinking about, it's a simple point, but how powerful integrity is. And it started, I played golf a few weeks ago with my dad and brother in the hometown tournament. And I read um, read about Bobby Jones, the old golfer. Do you guys know him? Mm-hmm. And so he won, like, yeah, he great golf, like 1920s or 30s, I think-ish. Gave up golf young to kind of like raise his family. He died a Catholic, actually, I read. His wife was Catholic, and he converted right before he died. But... Uh, supposedly just like this upstanding gentleman of of a guy and but there's a story i think it's the 1925 u.s open in the opening round he addressed his golf ball which i think that means he just like set he's like getting ready for the shot and a blade of grass moved or something but the golf ball moved like in just a minuscule amount but he saw it and he called a stroke on himself and it, like the apparently the officials and several other players were like trying to talk him out of it because like no one else saw it and they were they were like it's good but he said no i saw it and that's what matters hmm. and so he he called a stroke on himself and then he lost the us open by one stroke that year wow and i just i thought that was such a cool story you know, in the basic way, like no one remembers who won the 1925 U.S. Open, but people still remember that story of of Jones. So I don't know. I've just been I've just been praying on that. I gave a little reflection to the missionaries uh, recently, and um, yeah, I mean, even like the is it is Aquinas's right? Like the three the three things for objective beauty are like consonantia, um, claritas, and integritas, mm-hmm. and like integritas is. It's something that's whole, like that's not missing anything. Um, that's really it. It's been, it's been powerful to like, it's been powerful to reflect on in, in that way of like, even in the last two weeks of like busyness, schools going, it's like, where, where has that kind of like external pressure shown cracks in my integrity? Not meaning like I'm hiding something or lying or anything like that. But just where where's it shown me like a lack of wholeness in my person where there could be growth and mm. so I've, I've just been jamming on the thought and like asking the Lord to help me grow in integrity in that way. Um, I don't know, like, yeah, it's been powerful. I'm convinced. There's nothing more important than that. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm convinced. So that's my little start today. I like that. Well, of course, the first thing it makes me think of is the sign from uh, scene from Calvary. Yeah. Brendan Gleeson says, I don't hate you. It's just you have no integrity. And that's the worst thing I can say about anybody Mm. about his associate. 
he was leaving the priesthood at that moment. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It is. I mean, one of the reasons I love that scene so much is because it is so plain. Like it is the worst thing you can say about somebody because I don't know why it's just visceral. Like if I can't, if you're not really who it's like not being a real person, you know, um, the story about Bobby Jones, I like because it's almost like a test case of, of honesty, which is a part of integrity. Um, but I think in some cases, somebody that there could be somebody who doesn't have integrity doing that, which it's a kind of perfectionism or scrupulosity. Um, True. Agree. So integrity is a bigger animal. And we know Bobby Jones is in has integrity because of the wider narrative of his life versus like this one. You can't manufacture integrity, which is kind of the point. Integrity is the result of a of a life lived in the truth. You know, and even your point about the three aspects of beauty. Um, I don't know who said this, but beauty, beauty is the uh, manifestation of the truth, like the the truth of the being of something. You know, when something is, maybe you said this, Mike, a few weeks ago. Maybe that's one of your wise sayings about churches or something. When yeah, something is Mike or Ratzinger. <laughs> <laughs> when something is what it's supposed to be, or reflects the inner essence of itself, and you see it. That's beautiful. That's when, when we say like, that's a beautiful dog or that's a beautiful mm. person, you know, um, that there's something objective and that thing is the invisible f thingness itself. Um, and so when somebody has integrity, I feel like you, you know, what you see is what you get kind of thing. Like this person is authentic and real and the way they interact matches what's going on inside of them. They don't lie to you. They don't pretend. There's no pretense, um, but it's hard because most of us, I, I think the, the challenge to integrity is the false self, which is a result of our choices. You know, sometimes like we want to gain some advantage, like win the U S open. So I'm going to like kind of try to sneak around this thing and not tell the truth here, but there's also a defensive aspect of the false self. Like I'm afraid to be known or afraid to, um, really give myself here, you know, like when we, when we have our integrity tested, we've talked about this as priests, you know, like, are we religious professionals who, you know, work in this bureaucratic thing that just has, because it's a human institution, certain rules and customs and conventions that, nobody really likes, but this is just the way we treat each other. And this is just the way it is. And, and sometimes like, um, that's just the price of corn bud, or is it really possible even in the midst of the world? And even like with our jobs, having to do with money and, and payroll and employees and trying to keep everybody happy that you can be a man of utter integrity. Um, like a John the Baptist who gets his head lopped off for telling the truth. Um, that was that Cardinal George quote I sent you guys from his, uh, biography might be in the text stream still do you remember that when i was talking about where he, he he talked about like the um the danger of kind of believing that just a certain amount of corruption is necessary mm, um, yeah i do remember it if you can find it that'd be helpful yeah i don't i don't remember it specifically is it before or after the nacho libre gif <laughs> <It's> before <laughs> 
Mm. Uh, I do. Oh, enjoy I see. Going here we go. Text message thread. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> George remarked once uh, about a boyhood friend who said to him on the day of his 1997 installation. That's to as Archbishop of Chicago. That's right. Yeah. You may think that what just happened has something to do with Jesus or the gospel, but it doesn't. Being Archbishop of Chicago is all about finance, real estate, and political clout. George elaborated on that thinking. This is him. Um, a statement like that, however, says less about the church than it says about the assumption that habitually governs our thinking. It says something about a corrupt culture. When people take it for granted and even take morbid satisfaction in believing that to accomplish almost anything at all in life, they have to play a game that destroys their own integrity and that of our institutions. Corruption touches us all. Mm. Yeah, and I think, well, our gospel reading for today, that, you know, the last string of readings from the the gospel of Matthew is the, you know, what do you scribes and Pharisees? <clears throat> and oftentimes it's not because of what they're teaching. It's because of their disintegrated life where they give you heavy burdens, but don't carry anything themselves. What do you scribes and Pharisees with your whitewashed tombs that look great on the outside, but are empty on the inside? Bones and filth on the inside. Bones and filth on the inside, man. And, you know, even <laughs> them, I think he says, you said that you would not be like your ancestors and you wouldn't have put the prophets to death, which is the thing that condemns you because there's a, a separation from themselves. Like, oh, you don't know who you are. You're not actually integrated. And I mean, of all the things that Jesus rails against, like blasphemy of the Holy Spirit, um, harming children, and hypocrisy. Hmm. Like he's merciless. Eh, that's probably too much. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, hang on. <laughs> he's not the Georgia Bulldogs. <laughs> yeah. Whoa, whoa, heresy. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, but he, man, he is like, it's tough. He doesn't really give that much slack. Mm. Um, it's interesting to think about why integrity is is so vital. Um, you know, they made a movie off that Bobby Jones story. Mm -mm. I think it's Shia LaBeouf that plays Bobby Jones. Really? I think so, man. I'm getting that. Yeah, there's yeah, yeah, because... There's a movie called The Legend of Bagger Vance. That's yeah, Matt Damon the, and Will Smith. And Will Smith, and, which is Bobby, an awesome movie. It's yeah, a great movie. movie. And Bobby Jones, is the character is in that movie, and they allude to it, but Matt Damon is the one that calls the, the stroke. Spoiler. What? Huh? Oh, dude, that's what I'm thinking of. That's uh, what I'm thinking of. Well, what's the Shia LaBeouf one? I don't know. Okay, okay. Well, then I am thinking of Legends of the Bagger Vance. Wait, that's the scene? When they have that's all the car it. lights around the green? Yeah, that's Bagger Vance. And I mean, it could also be yeah, in the Shia yeah. LaBeouf, but maybe Shia LaBeouf just made a movie about Bagger Vance. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's definitely... No, no, no. no. I, don't thought, think I, yeah. I don't think I had made that connection that that's an allusion to what Bobby Jones did. Yeah. Yeah, because he's also one of the competitors in the playoff that they're Correct. In. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And okay. he tries to talk 
and the other guy they tried to talk Matt Damon, Matt out, Damon of out of it. Yeah. doing it but that yeah. actually happened with Bobby Jones yeah it's a legend but is it real or is it a real legend it's, legends never die what is that is that from Sam heroes Lott? heroes live legends forever. never die but heroes get yeah live nope. forever legends heroes um, live forever but legends never die never die but legends yeah. never die that's it that's what i remember said. kid remember that's kid. it yep Hercules. is that what uh, james earl jones does no um, that's babe ruth to benny oh yeah and the dream mm-hmm. yep um, any other sports movies we want to get in here and then he goes back into narnia which i'm assuming there's a closet and he just kind of <laughs> yeah. like disappears into that. <laughs> babe ruth goes back into narnia yeah which is the segue into the next point that I want to make about Aslan. Oh, I thought you were going to go with Miracle. <laughs> how does oh. how does Remember the Titans tie in? <laughs> <laughs> um, well, here's something. Here's something to kind of add to it. This is I've always found this pretty fascinating. Is that yeah, being from the South, you get used to kind of the Southern hospitality and um, you know, kind of all those stereotypes where most people that you meet are very kind on face value and um you know but there's kind of this like nasty underbelly where the fear is well they're actually going to talk bad behind you behind your back and um they're sweet to your face and and i think that drives people nuts because it feels fake and so it's like this isn't a real interaction you're playing a character which is that's the hypocrite thing which is mm-hmm. actors that, that put on masks to make a certain point, but it's not really you. Um, and I, I feel this sort of attraction and I hear people talk about it all the time. It's like <laughs> the New Yorker, New Jersey, kind of like Boston Philly guy. That's like, totally ah, this, this sucks. Like you're the, <laughs> you're the worst. And people are like, that's terribly mean, but I really appreciate you saying that, you know, <laughs> right. That I, I, I think what that is, is, is a, there's an, an honesty to it. That's a type of integrity. Um, it's also horrible because I don't think it's, you know, it can't just be truth and it can't just be love. It's got to be truth and love, the caritas of veritatis. So I think that's actually what that looks like when you just have truth, when you have uh, integrity without the proper telos and the formation and um, I guess animation of love that drives the truth, the integrity forward. But I, I hear people say that all the time. Like, well, they're mean, but at least they're honest. Mm-hmm. Which I think is that allusion to even there's something beautiful about the integrity that they have. That at least you're, you're, what you see is what you get. Yeah, I think that's why, I, I mean, I've seen that sort of, quote, honesty, brutal honesty. Oh, no. Oh. Can you hear him? Nope. All right, Bisque, if you can hear us. Nope. Oh, offline. Offline. Good luck next time, Bisque. Oh, <sighs> offline again. See, at least I know, like, it's his internet. It's not my <laughs> internet. That's right. Amen. <laughs> That's exactly it. It's like pretty messed up. That the first thing <laughs> I think of was, I knew it wasn't my fault. Are we still? Are we still recording? We're cruising, man. Mine, um, yeah, mine says it's recording. What was that? What does the timestamp say on the recording? What? 1533, 34, 35.
cool. 36. Yep. Same. Oh, nice ring light. That's thanks, dude. <laughs> yeah, what I was saying, hopefully this uh stitches together. Um that I've seen that kind of brutal honesty be almost like part of a character that someone is playing as well. Um mm-hmm. yep. mm-hmm. formative. I think real integrity. I don't know. It's just like something you see in people that you can tell has just been cultivated over a lifetime that they are uh, guided by the voice of God, their conscience, but also their inner self, their true inner self, you know? Um, Yeah. Well, it's it, all those things kind of meet or they have attributes to it. It's like, yeah, because like Midwest nice and Southern hospitality and East Coast, you know, truth all have aspects of integrity. But I thought of, and I, I preached, I used that story of that you told Bisque um, about Father Father Hennessy and the homily this past weekend, and um, I was like that's a that's a guy that when I think of like that's a guy that I think of as a a guy with integrity. But he was he also like. Father Hennessy is gentle and kind and like polished and smart as he was. I always found him. I don't know if this is, I don't know if this will come off how I mean it, but he was like intimidating in the right way because he just, he wasn't going to let you like BS yourself, man. He would just tell you Mm -hmm. if he thought it. And I've been around other guys like that, but he just, he just comes to come to mind there. Yeah, super gentle, but in a way that that's like their your strength under control, your meekness. Like he, if he were to be direct with you and tell you something hard but true, it would be that much more mm-hmm. piercing because mm-hmm. he is he is a gentle man who sees the best in people and is accepting of them and merciful. Just the way, I mean, just the way it's striking that Jesus goes hard against the hypocrites. Like normally he is the safest person to go to, you know, you can just tell him anything and come from any place, including, you know, the distant land, you know, among the swine, he'll come running out to get you, put a ring on your finger. But this, but this is just intolerable to him. Uh, Mm -hmm. This, uh deceitfulness or this lying and so it's like scary (laughs) to think of making him upset (laughs) yeah well and it i also understand it's very very powerful to see a, a person of integrity and I also understand that why people don't have integrity because it's it's oftentimes beneficial in the short term but becomes catastrophic in the long term but it, it's also when somebody's has integrity it's also somebody who is has deep self-acceptance I would say like true Christian integrity a saint a saint that they have true, like deep self-acceptance. 
Um, and they have allowed themselves to be seen, which is kind of a scary thing. Yeah. Uh, because, well, one, you don't know what the outcome is. So instead of living as a consequentialist, it's living in reality and then allowing for whatever consequences to come. You have to have a lot of trust in whatever you want to, I mean, obviously we would say in God, but you have to have a lot of trust in the structure of reality that if I live as I truly am, things are going to be okay, or at least better than, than lying about it. Like living, um, a life that is duplicitous. And a lot of my friends that I think have a similar quality as father Hennessy, um, had a buddy put it really, really well. Said that like a good friend is not a conspirator in our vices. And I found that people of integrity, um, that's a, a strong marker of people with integrity that, um, that phrase that they won't be conspirators in like in ill doing and in, in your vices that oftentimes we, we get together with friends and, you know, try to get each other involved. And now we can, now we can do it because the whole group is doing it and like, ah, it's okay. You know, it was a tough weekend. That's all like conspiring, but it's not actually friendship. And the guys that I consider to be my deepest friends, like y'all included, um, you call me out of my stuff and not just going along with it. Sure. I think that's why it would be so tough in a position of power, like the Archbishop of Chicago to have integrity because there's so many people that are blowing smoke up your butt, but also just the way people are at that level where you're, you're making decisions about about big things that are like impossible to get your handle on, you know, like a budget of millions and millions of dollars and people are trying to get things added in there and, you know, tell control the information that you have so that they can get the outcome they want from you. Um, yeah. And how much, how much of leadership in those contexts is rhetorical and not really real. It's just like, these are my priorities, you know, and like, what does that actually mean? Like, how do you govern something as big as the Archdiocese of Chicago or the United States of America for that matter? Like at the end of the day, things are, reality is like small. It's all these little things. It's all these little decisions day to day that we're making. And just because you have a big job doesn't mean you're a big person you are still a tiny little person with 24 hours in your day and 80 years in your life if you're lucky most of those are emptiness and pain um you know and what's the uh what's the tomb of that king supposed to say like here lies a mortal and sinful man there's a, like something where oh it was maybe it's from shakespeare or something it was like part of the king's funeral right where before I know he was laid about. in his tomb they were supposed to like, there was like a messenger there, or like a guard at the tomb and the, the person carrying the coffin says, this is the Duke of Earl and the biggest, most important person ever to exist. And they're like, I, <laughs> I don't, I don't have that person on my list or like, and then it just goes through all his titles. And then it's like, here lies a mortal and sinful man. It's the Holy Roman emperor. <clears throat> oh, nice. 
Yeah, I've that, that's him. what he would do. He would go through all of his titles. Mm-hmm. I think he would knock at the the abbey for the funeral. Mm-hmm. And say, you know, yeah, yeah, go through all of his titles, and then would end. Yeah, here's a hmm. lowly sinful sinner. But that's to me, integrity is like the reality of who we actually are. It's more challenging when you have layers and layers of appearance and and facade and especially when you can rationalize it and say, well, I need this, you know, especially like in our job as a priest to have why it's so cool that the Pope should have friends who can tell, call him on his stuff, you know, and how hard it would be like, as you get older in a job like that, that your close friends are dying and stuff like must be so, so lonely to be in a job like that, where people interact with you as if you're not a person so often um or that you're like a figure that's larger than life when actually you know you're not um yeah that's a that's a whole nother scale i was thinking of this was very good advice you gave me seabisk it stuck with me at least but your line was and i'd gotten what i consider is a very well-meaning person that had given me the advice of, you know, just like learning balance and, um, in life, especially becoming a pastor and everything like that, which was like a new scale of things. And, you know, they were saying something to the effect of, again, well-meaning, but like, oh, like just work really hard and like God will multiply your time and it'll almost be like this magic thing and you'll get all this stuff done. And you said, you're like, hey, just remember, you're going to get the work done of one person because you're one person. <laughs> and I was like, and I, I just found that, I don't know, I go back to that a fair amount of like, yep, you're, you're going to get the work done of one person because you're one person. Mm-hmm. And that's true also of the president and the pope. Yeah. Isn't that so like <laughs> almost both refreshingly but also disappointingly simple <laughs> yeah. like do, do you know how many books have been written on like time management and multiplication of efforts and work efficiency and and like that's the reality what you just said <laughs> that boring <laughs> like just totally disappointing line <laughs> mm-hmm. is the reality <laughs> and yet and yet you can see like michelangelo got the sistine chapel done Right. You know, there's, there's something like, if you looked at it, you're like a million people working for a million years could never have done this, but Mm. you, you can like human limitation is actually good. He, he's, he wasn't an angel who could fly around the ceiling. He had to put up that scaffolding. He had to mix his paints. He had to do all that stuff. And you just do one day at a time what you're supposed to do. And God does manifest his glory through human creativity and work, but it's not through the grind and like sleep. I'll sleep when I'm dead kind of thing. Like at least it hasn't been in my experience that embracing your limitations and even your faults and your defects, not embracing your defects, but acknowledging them and recognizing your inability to change them on your own without God's grace. Um, which requires you to have integrity and be honest and actually be yourself with God 
and at least with some other people, mm -hmm. uh, then miracles do happen. But it's not magic. And there's no right. There's no life hack to um to it. Well, it 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 does make me think of that um uh what's it called? The Death of Stalin that we watched. Oh, did we watch that with Baron? <laughs> yeah, we did. Okay, we there did. are some rough so scenes, wild. so just oh, just hang tight on that one. Discretion fellas. Is Viewer discretion is advised. That's a fierce movie. Yeah, it's it's a drama. It turns into a, a comedy. There are scenes that are comedic, mm -hmm. and it just presents what the Soviet Union looked like, where Stalin was surrounded by so many yes men that he was r removed from reality. It's like the land of no integrity. It yeah. it was the land of nothing. To the point where he died and nobody would say that he's dead yeah. and they couldn't help. <laughs> they couldn't help because it could be violating like what Stalin wants. Yeah. As he's dying. Like that's how unreal. I think life without integrity falls into that like type of unreality. That's mm -hmm. becomes a joke. That's why that movie and that story is so hilarious. It's a, it's a limit case of the other side. It's a completely hollow system. That's insane. I was thinking about that scene. It's the dad from Arrested Development who. Who's I the, will uh, handle whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude. It's oh, such man. a good line. It's so good. It's so good. <laughs> Uh, the listeners are going to love this. They don't know what we're talking about. You can't say no. it because it's a swear word, but it's got a swear word in it. Yeah. <laughs> well, is, it, is the end scene in that movie? Oh, we don't have to go into it, but whoever uh, Buscemi is playing, he's like talking to the daughter, getting her <laughs> out of there, and they're like lighting a guy on fire behind yeah. him. Yeah, he's Khrushchev. It, oh. He's Nikita Khrushchev. Oh. Who yeah. takes over? But uh, that's right, dude. Um, yeah. Well, <laughs> they all ask this is maybe just as a final question to you, Rob. Why do you think that was so? Like it is so simple, but why do you think it was so impactful for you? What do you think it was hitting on? Seabisk line? No, 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 no. Just the the point of integrity. Kind of seeing that for. Oh, I don't know. I mean, it was just moving. It, it, I think it's it's tied into how the the conversation has flowed flowed here. That um, that's like it, it, this is a dramatic. This is there's not enough nuance to this, but I'll say it. It, it but like that's all you have sure. is your integrity. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and what does it, it profit a man to gain the whole world and lose himself? Yeah, and so it's like, I, and you guys know, like, I don't want to, and I don't want to float anything like behind the veil, but like, yeah, I would say, like, reflecting on the last year, like, man, integrity just 
it holds, man. It's like, okay, that, that actually like just deepens like my understanding of how God sees me and my knowledge of, of who I am. Hmm. Um, and it's just, it's just really important you know yeah, and yeah. um but then to also then reflect of like man when you've acted with integrity it's it's like yeah doesn't doesn't mean there's not ups and downs in life and fluff but that's really good yeah yeah that's the um i mean i i think that's i guess possibly an older generation that i heard i've heard this most from but um, you know, your word is all that you've got, I think is the same phrase as integrity is all you have. And yeah, that's very, very true. Very true, man. It's a moving scene in, um, a man for all seasons where Thomas Moore is in prison and his wife brings him this meal home cooked and with his daughter. And it turns out they have been told to try to convince him to sign the oath or whatever loyalty to the king as the head of the church and um thomas of course has to tell him no you know can't do that and she tries to make him feel guilty by like saying how poor everything is at the house without him and they don't have his income and all this stuff and uh and he he sort of i think he gets kind of short with her but basically making the point um that he wouldn't be the kind of man that she would love if he did this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And she kind of comes around on that too. And they have a very tender moment before she basically gives her her permission to do whatever, you know, suffer whatever he needs to suffer for the truth. Is that, and, is that the same scene that he uses the image and he, he talks about every man holds his soul like water mm-hmm. in his hands. And if he yeah. moves his fingers, it, he, he loses himself. It's a beautiful image. Yeah, man. He, I don't know if it's the same scene. I think he says that to his daughter. Oh, okay. Um, but both, yeah. And it's so striking to me because um, the way the wife responds, and I, it's Bishop Artosic, I was talking to him about this scene once. Uh, and how much it moved me. And he's, he summed it up by saying, um, what she says effectively is I love you because you won't make me an idol. You won't worship me above God. You, the reason I love you is because you will sacrifice me, you know, renounce me for the sake of the kingdom. That's what makes you such a noble and lovable man. Um, which is something so profoundly, beautiful and it's even like mary at the cross you know part of what what makes uh her pain so acute is that she's not she's not the one suffering up there she has to give her son to the world um in this way that's so painful um yeah so the point of all that being I think integrity, if you start to think ahead of like, I want to be loved like that. I want to live an admirable life. I want them to make a movie about me someday, how much integrity I have. You're playing a part. You know, you're already thinking past real integrity towards the reward of it or whatever, the mask of a kind of false integrity where 
if you don't aim at it, but you just aim at the truth, the other, Jesus himself, who is the way, the truth, and the life, you follow him, you become yourself, you know, like Michelle Dupong just became herself. She didn't become Thomas More or John the Baptist or anything, you know, and that's all of us are capable of doing that, of, of being Bobby Jones or whatever, to reflect our true nature by not lying. Yeah. Yeah. And it's there's, hard. it is hard. <laughs> it is it's hard. hard, but like think if the, the Jones thing, it's just, there's, there's humor. Like it's funny because like, think about that. You know, the, the equivalent of, he said, Hey, put me down for a five instead of a four. Like that's what happened. That's so dang hard to act mm-hmm. that way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. When it it's there's almost an identical scene in a hidden life mm. where it it's a very similar scenario situation and um he has that meet up with his wife and they they kind of go back and forth. She brings a priest if I remember yeah. and tries to convince him and um kind of gets to that conclusion that uh if I did this, I wouldn't be the man that you love. And all, all of that's kind of encapsulated in that awesome line where he's being, uh, they're trying to convince him to sign away, the, sign the oath to, to Hitler. And he says, you could be free. And he goes, what do you mean? I am free. <laughs> like that's integrity. Yeah, man. Which is wild. Yeah. And there's he that scene also that. with the with the old Nazi who's clearly sacrificed his soul for what pins and a uniform. And here's this free man just standing in like beloved by his wife and daughters and suffering this alienation and this and he's jealous of him. Yeah. He's like, Wow. I'm a prisoner. I, I think that's why well, I often think of them in tandem together, almost like a question and an answer. Um, is Shisako Endo's silence, which they made the movie of with Andrew Garfield and Liam Neeson and that other dude from Star Wars, um, where he has every reason. No, it's uh, Darth Vader, actually. Isn't it Darth Vader? Yeah, no. Adam Driver. Adam Driver. The new Darth Vader. The new Darth Vader, right. Um, they have every reason to say something they don't believe in, to, to do something that they don't believe in. Um, just like in silence or just like in uh, a hidden life, he's got every reason except for it would break his integrity, you know? And, and so I, I, I think that that's why that book, <laughs> that story silence is so, was so, um, controversial is it, mm-hmm. it holds up. Is integrity ultimately good? It's kind of a dramatic statement, but I, I think that's that's part <laughs> of why. Dude, I've been saying some wild stuff, like some pretty extreme stuff. Well, you've got a lot on your plate, Mike, so it's it's understandable. It's like, <laughs> is integrity worth dying for? That's basically why um, Franz Jägerstadter is in the process of canonization. He died for integrity. 
I mean, John the Baptist, that's like the whole thing with that. He's a martyr of, for the truth and Jesus is the truth. Like he, I feel like the gospel says, yeah, it's true. You can be a martyr, yeah. even if it's not for Jesus explicitly, but just because I won't lie. Yeah. <clears throat> okay, guys, I got to get going. Connor, I can't believe you said that thing about Jesus being merciless. <laughs> <laughs> that was wild. <laughs> it's <laughs> funny at the end of an integrity episode you're <laughs> yeah. weaseling your way out of accountability i do think about that dude uh, gosh that's good it's all all right yeah see you follow free dogs north on instagram Three Dogs North are Juice, Seabisc, and Michael Metz. Conversations have been edited to sound smarter. Audio and transcripts of this episode are exclusive property of Mundelein Seminary and may not be rebroadcast without the express written consent of Major League Baseball. Good girl.